Hey everyone, welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast that is all about you and helping you reach the big goals that you have for your life and what next steps you want to take to get there. I'm your host, Aaron Johnson. Welcome to episode 109, and I am so glad you are with us. Every episode is unique and special. Our guests are just dynamite. This is no exception because in episode 109, we are joined by Jonathan Chiliafaro. Jonathan, for those who know, many of you follow him and are aware of his talent. He is a world-famous Italian-American opera singer. He is a self-made artist, as you hear in this interview. He's a producer, an actor. He's also called the most powerful and passionate living voice by Julio Iglesias Jr. He has 16 albums. His most recent is called Romantico, which features 16 of the greatest love songs of all time. I know you may think you know what the 16 greatest love songs of all time are, but until you check out Romantico, you really haven't lived. He's known for his incredible collaborations with various artists. He's also known as the Mob Chef, an incredible cook. Many of you have seen him on television and on talk shows, cooking and singing at the same time. Jonathan was born in Sicily, and his story is incredible, as you'll hear. He has lived and performed all around the world. So what can you learn in this interview? Well, you're going to learn a lot about music and how music has the power to heal and take us to a completely different place. You're also going to hear about how we can get out of our comfort zone. And when you have a choice to be a Lamborghini or a Honda, always choose to be a Lamborghini. I'm so glad Jonathan said yes to this interview. I find him to be the most interesting man on Instagram. That's not the way he describes himself. That's the way I describe him. Now, everybody, with that as a setup, get ready to hear from Italian-American opera singer and a whole lot more, Mr. Jonathan Chilia Faro. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. You have no idea how great it is to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm very glad to be here. So, Jonathan, you heard a little bit of my introduction of you. Um, obviously, where to start with you? You're an Italian-American opera singer, but there's a whole lot more to your story. Before we get to that part of the story, where did where did this love for music begin for you? Uh, I I start to love music when uh, music start to heal me. I was a, a teenager. I was 11 years old, actually a baby. And I noticed the only things was calm me down and make me feel uh, peaceful and protect was music. So I was uh, 11 years old in front of this uh, records player, listen Luciano Pavarotti music. And that energy, that power fill up my heart. And I say, okay, this is something I, I like to do it. And uh, then when I start to dive in, in this wonderful world called music. Before that time, before you really knew that Luciano Pavarotti was singing opera, and was there was there a love for music before that moment, or was Luciano Pavarotti the moment? That 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 was the moment. In fact, after that, uh, I start to go to the music class. Uh, the nun was uh, uh, giving to to the orphanage, and oh. I was there sitting in a corner watching this nun teaching piano, teaching singing. And uh, she noticed I was interested and uh, she took me outside and say, you want to try to sing? I say, why not? I say, she she started to play the first notes and that that was the the first uh, time I, I enjoyed to do music. Wow, so you're sitting in the background watching all this and then picking your spot and then trying to replicate or duplicate what you heard. Exactly. That was my 
and then she understood I had talent for music. But only three years later, I she got I had the voice, and she she started to make me work in funeral and weddings in the in the Catholic Church. So that's how I start to develop my 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 job. Now you're in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, yeah. Something tells me though you weren't born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> where where were you born? What was your childhood like? I I born in Ragusa, Sicily. is a small uh, town in uh, uh, south of Sicily, and uh, I grew up uh, uh, there until at the age of fifteen. Then I moved to. Uh, Tuscany, and then I moved to Montreal, Canada, and uh, that was uh, the you know uh, my I, I I saw the world. Uh, I grew up in different cities. That's why my multi multicultural interest for life. You know, Jonathan, I was listening to an interview with you, and you talked about the moment when the nun came up behind you and 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 identified you had some talent. And I think the word you used in that interview was. That was one of the first times you felt um, tenderness. And tell, tell me a little bit more about that time in your life and why was that such a feeling for you? Uh, you know, I grew up in a very rough uh, envir family environment. I was uh, second of five and uh, I wasn't the prime, uh, the Prince Charles being, you know, of the family. So I was, um, uh, I was... Uh, uh, they give me away to the uh, nun because they cannot take care about uh, all of five of us, and uh, so I grew up in um, with another twenty eight kids in the room. Uh, so the nun they didn't have time to cuddling, hugging everyone one by one. If there was no good night kiss, wasn't no good night hug. Uh, it wasn't hot water in the morning, it was not hot shower. Uh, so the first time this woman understood my talent and she embraced me for the first time, thanks to the music and thanks to this uh, woman, I felt loved. And uh, that's when I started, okay, this is, this is something magic, something different. Mm. Even if I was... Uh, 11 years old, I was very mature for my age. I said, okay, God is X then, because uh, this is so, so special. So that was my reason. Powerful reason. That is unbelievable. And at what point then did you realize that music was your healing? Music was your maybe way out maybe that's not that's my my phrase jonathan yeah. but at what point did you decide okay music is where i'm putting my time and talents this is it but music uh, i always respected music i never used music because i thought you know it will be my golden ticket i say okay mm -hmm. i can make i mean back to the 95 when i professionally start to be a musician uh a singer more I didn't know there was so much money in the music business. It wasn't a sexy business for me. It was uh, was something I respect the music. In fact, all my um, master in music ma maestro giving me lesson. They will always tell me you need to respect the music. You need to love music. Um, today is more. I want to be a superstar so I can make so much money. People will worship me. I'm going to have a lot of money. Music's not that for me, even today. 
even if, even if today I have the the skill to sing and leave everyone speechless with my talent, I never use music for cash money out. I mean, they pay me well for my performance, but it's never the first reason why I accept um, uh, a concert or I accept uh, uh, a gig. Is always that respect, and um, I feel I feel very bad when I see music uh, used to just to have an easy way to life. And we we live in America in a fast food music uh, moment where. Uh, basically people fart on the records and that is a great hit. <laughs> uh, uh, and that is, we every day with my wife, uh, we, we talk about this. It's so frustrating because there's so much good talent out there. And I, I know there's people even more talented than myself. I would love to see them shining up there. No, today you're a criminal and you have all the media attention uh, and you become a superstar. What about the people working so hard to become a professional musician and they never get nowhere? It, there's no or I came to America because uh, what, when I came here was a lot of meritocracy. There's none anymore. Is uh, where is the America I came from? You know, and this is why all the time I have podcasts like you invite me. I, I'm going niche, you know, very small niches uh, people and say, please, guys, help me out to spread the right music around because we need to reinvent it. We need to do self-promotion with good people. Good. That is the, the way to save uh, our music. Boy, is that a refreshing perspective? You know, I've... I've also heard an interview with you where you talked about that. You're very consistent on that, having this love for real music, and you want to leave a legacy with your music. In fact, I've heard you describe the quality of your music as a Ferrari style yeah. versus a Honda. Tell me a little bit more about that. I think it's a great, great metaphor. Honda need to sell three million three million pieces of cars to make money, and need to bombarding people on the TV marketing to sell them my, my cars. Once you buy, the car has five years life and is gone. Back to the the routine, like the cage, you know? And then they lease you the car so you never get out from the lease ever again. Right. right. Ferrari, you spend the money. I, I, I use Ferrari as a, a it can be a, a Bentley, it can be every expensive car. They don't need commercial on TV. They build a solid car. You buy once, you have it forever, and and you don't put a, a bump sticker on the on that kind of car. No, you don't do. And uh, and again, is um, another big reflection will be we spend so much money to worship up, uh, and I love sports, but to we spend millions of dollars to worship one player, and the salary of one player. Is, is equivalent of the full symphonic orchestra with 75 people working. Unreal. So think about we're going to leave to the kids a memory of a uh, home run or whatever it is, or history of 75 people working and give culture um, to, to, the, to the people. People need to be fed with good food. Everybody 
running for biological food, for organic food, uh, good quality, all foods, uh, you know, fresh market. And what about soul, food for the soul? Is it like, uh, you know, is it like um, uh, music need to be organic, need to be uh, pure. Uh, people, if you feed yourself with good music, your soul is better. And um, I, I, I always begging people go to see a symphonic concert. It's change, is life changing. And only when, only when I finally convince people to do that, people say it's different, it's something else. And um, this is why there is so many philanthropy give donation to help the classical music. Uh, in America, we have we are so lucky. We have so many beautiful theater and symphonic. We just need the right the right people start to go back to the old time mm. uh, when everything may, maybe was black and white. You know, we have so much uh, emancipation, but the, now I understand when my grandfather told me, Jonathan, we were better when we were worse. Where, you know, when you didn't have nothing, everything you got was beautiful, was a gift. Today, everything is so easy. Uh, everything is on the swap of our thumbs, you know, with the, with the, uh, with the, with iPhones. Uh, and we, we play a little bit God. You know, we know everything because Google says so. Yeah. And um, I want to be a damn man you cannot Google anymore. You want to know what I'm doing it? come to sort it out by yourself. Amen to that. That is a great, that's a great challenge. So even if we Google you, we can't find you. That's, that's, that's what success looks like. I like that one. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I, I start to don't publish. You see, you see my Instagram. I, I do. I don't publish a lot of my music work because uh, people, people, um, people ask me, Oh, when I can come to see you live. Okay, go on my website, yeah. buy the ticket, and come to see me. Then I say, oh, I didn't see you at the concert. Oh, I saw I saw online the concert. I said, what are you talking about? I never publish online my concert. So <laughs> I cut a lot of people lying <laughs> because uh, <laughs> because everybody thinks now everything is online, is available. Yeah. It's not true anymore. I, see, I was yeah. going to tell you that, but I good yeah. thing I almost lied to you right there. Yeah, and you were talking about legacy. Yes, I'm. I give an example. Um, I'm working with uh, uh, a great artist right now. Uh, his name is Tyler Michael Smith. He's the son yes. of uh, Michael W. Smith. What a voice! Yes, and what a ta music talent. And we started. We just started a project called uh, uh, Worship Forever Legacy. I got. I got. Um, I become a Christian thanks to Michael W. Smith music. And uh, that really was a life changing. After 35 years, uh, I met Michael W. Smith. We became friends and we did a duet together, sing again. And uh, after I say, Jonathan, so why you want to work with me? I say, I don't want to work with you. I just want, I want to, I'm so grateful to, to you, to your ministry, to what you've done in the world. I hope I can, keep going with this legacy because it's very it's very important i want to i want other millions to million people experience the same things i experienced myself you know many people 
um, many people meet uh, good people, but they they become jealous of of that. They keep for themselves. I believe when I I found the recipe for healing people, I need to share with everyone because that is okay. my that that will make me different. I, I'm not jealous about what is good. I'm jealous about uh, to protect people. There's two kinds of jealousy. There's a, the toxic one, the one want to take all for yourself. And there's the jealousy say, this is so precious. I want to share with the people they deserve it. Good. So I'm, I'm very jealous about my music. I want to protect from uh, com commercialization. So I don't want to become a franchising. Mm -hmm. I don't care to become super famous. I become to become keeping you know, the boutique music for good people. Well, if that's your brand, uh, if that's what you want, you're hitting it. For those who are not following Jonathan yet on Instagram, I invite you to do so. Because one thing that I, one of the reasons why we're talking is when I learned about you, you're so authentic in what you do. You can tell what you just said is exactly comes through in how you communicate with people and how you just approach music. And it's very, very apparent. And it's really refreshing. You, you do have 16 albums, Jonathan, as if you yeah. didn't know. I believe 16 albums. And Self-Made Man, uh, your la la last album, I believe, is called Romantico. Do I have that right? Romantico, yeah. 16 Greatest Love Songs of All Time. And one of the tracks on there is O Sole Mio. Do I have that right? O Sole Mio? O Sole Mio. Uh, how did you select these 16 songs, Jonathan? Uh, 16. Yeah, 16. Uh, there's two reasons. Usually I do all 11 tracks because it's my number. But uh, my label, uh, my uh, my label asked me to do a bigger album this time, and uh, he say, Jonathan, can you give me sixteen tracks uh, by the end of the year? Uh, and I say, yes, I can. Let me see what's going on in my in my you know in my in my studio. And I start to set to select the most uh, uh, significant songs. I have her uh, performed, and they say, "Okay, I I have that. I have actually that. I I had the uh, twenty one is my favorite songs, but uh, I start from Italy. I say, what was the first song I start to sing when I came to America? It was uh, 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 um, how we do begin, you know, from uh, Love Story. Oh yes, uh, and uh, then I say, where is the most uh, important movie for me was The Godfather. And so Saw I started that. to reproduce my trip from Ragusa, Sicily, to Los Angeles and uh, Argentina. So I put Besame Mucho, Amapola, and all the languages I learned, all the um, song uh, I fall in love uh, because they remind me a girlfriend or they remind me a very important fr a friend uh, or a school trauma. Uh, everything is, is happening in my life through the music. Because yes. at the end, uh, opera means a music uh, story through music. So my my life is like an opera. I have so many experiences in my life. I, I'm only 42, and uh, I feel like sometimes I'm 80 because I lived two life. Because I told you, I didn't become uh, successful in a day. So I was uh, when, uh, give you just a few. If, I like your 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 podcast because I dare you. I I did crazy stuff. 
I was. Oh, tell me, tell me about it. I was a, a time in my life. Uh, I was a bakery, so I wake up at four o'clock in the morning to go to bake bread because my I had to finish my college degree, so I need to I need to be free one to four in the afternoon. So I need to find a job that allowed me to earn the money to pay the rent to pay them my tuition. Yes. So four to ten a.m. making bread in Montreal, Canada. Ten to one to study, be ready for my class, go to school, finish the school, and go to drive a truck to have another salary <laughs> to make sure I have enough money for the end of the month. Yes. Then I graduated and nobody paid me good money to be myself. So I start to teaching. I, I'm not a good teacher because I'm not patient with uh, spoiled rich children. All price, <laughs> unfortunately, is that kind of uh, clientele. Uh-huh. And I cannot do pro bono because I was broke. Right. Uh, so I was teaching for like in the afternoon, do piano bar at night and do uh, tr uh, truck night driving to collect milk. And uh, and I did that like for six years. In the meantime, I I was married with two kids, Ooh. was a mess. And uh, one day, because again, I always uh, keep myself in a uh, real world, uh, they call me and say, do you want to work for... Uh, uh, Christmas and New Year's Eve uh, as a waiter in the restaurant. We're going to give you $300 an, uh, a night for uh, a very expensive hotel. I say, okay, why not? So I'm um, I'm doing my job and the, the manager is uh, screaming, oh my God, the singer is supposed to come to sing tonight. He's gone. He's sick. We don't have no one. We promise on the menu. And my colleagues say, Sure, ask Jonathan. We know he's a trained opera singer, and uh, now nah, he's not. He's not good enough. So basically, the manager of the restaurant did my audition a couple hours before the midnight of the New Year's Eve, <laughs> and they were impressed. So from now on, I became the main act in that restaurant. Oh and, my uh, gosh, that's where that. it started. Yeah, that's where it started. Oh my goodness. In in one of these nights was a very powerful manager from London was there having dinner. So I show up with my apron. That was the act singing in uh, Nessun Dorma. And this guy approached me and say, do you ever thought to become a professional singer? He say, actually, I'm a professional singer, but I'm broke and I don't have an agent. <laughs> I don't have nobody. Well, I guess you, you found an agent. And it was um, uh, April, no, sorry, it was uh, February 2007. My career exploded under my finger. Uh, travel all over the world with this guy. Uh, I work a lot in Japan, uh, Abu Dhabi, and all the rich in country uh, doing my job. And Unreal. the real artist life is never on the top of the hill. It's, it's a lot of roller coaster. I'm doing right now something very crazy. What are you doing? Um, I start a project you're going to see on Instagram soon. So, and this can be interesting. So basically once, twice a week, 
I I pretend to be a Uber driver. <laughs> okay. You, you have I'm my attention. Na- I'm in Nashville. Yes. So we're, and I live in very pretty neighborhood. And uh, <laughs> I want to see how people reacting with opera music. I mean, 90% of the Uber driver in Nashville is a country music. Sure, I imagine. So I I'm I have a dash cam in the car. I want to see how people react when that they go in and I'm gonna <laughs> anchor up like opera music. I'm gonna use my my album actually. I, I'm willing to give you a free ride on Uber if you if you allowed me to interview you about opera. So I'm gonna interview the guy behind me about That's a great opera. premise. All the promoters, all the music in the business, they all uh, you know, they, they're not like uh, pumping up the, the opera music. They try, oh, people don't like this stuff. It's not true. People no. they don't never be exposed to opera music. I think you hit it. Because I tell you, all the time I do my gig and people never be 10 feet apart of an opera singer. I I never saw one gig I sorry, I never skip one gig without a standing ovation because people need that. People need to reconnect with the real energy, with the real music, with the real inspiration. Everything is so cheap today. People forgot. A new generation, if you're the parents that doesn't listen to music, they will never yes. play that music for the kids. So that's a, that's an upcoming project, huh? And you've you've done some pretty innovative collaborations over the years. You mentioned Michael W. Smith. And how do you select some of your collaborations, Jonathan? And by the way, I know I also want to talk to you about your sh- you being a chef. We got a lot to talk about here. Yeah. But- I go by my my feeling, my gut. And I have a feeling I will sooner or later I will do it with Lady Gaga or big artists like her or Katy Perry. I just want I just want to prove to the world and maybe to myself because i'm i'm self challenging there's me. nothing hard in this world we make hard we make a thing look like impossible just because people that they want to feel important and uh, i just want to use music to feel well to say this can happen um i have a two beautiful song i wrote and i would love to duet with lady gaga so we can ask that lady gaga with opera singer i'm pretty sure if you Lady Gaga hear this part of the podcast, she will she she's a, a phone call away from Andrea Bocelli or other more famous tenor. But I have different approach. I believe uh, when God give you a dream, it's yours. It's nobody else's dream. If you Lady Gaga listen this uh, invitation by your podcast, you told me this podcast is not like a, is a. A normal, a normal, humble person, and I really appreciate your job talking with a, an opera singer on the on the on the screen of the Zoom call. Yes, so Lady Gaga, if you're out there, you listen to this podcast. I have a song for us. There's a a lot of close connection. They have a dinner with me because I, like I told you, told you told them I'm a chef. Yes, so usually you are. I invite people for dinner. So I say, listen, if you like what you eat tonight, we're gonna work together, because again. I just want to leave a a trace, a track behind myself. That is so great. I'm not I'm not I'm not looking for money. I'm not looking for a compromise. I just looking for a really natural, simple human connection. Because the superstar, they came from nothing, 
someone came from money maybe, but they, I always say, we need to remember we're human. We can shut off any moment soon without, uh, you know, uh, pre-announce, you know, nobody can tell us when is our time. Yes. And people I notice, they get touched by my, my, my way to think, you know, because it's very easy to become a superstar, like I told you before, be worshipped by everyone, and then meet someone like me. I don't, for me, you are more important than everybody else in the room. There is no important, there is no VIP for me. Doesn't exist. That is a word manipulating the society. I like it. I like it. There's no black, there's no yellow, there's no red, there's no blue. We are all people. And we just need to be reconnect in the way we are designed. And but the most beautiful collaboration I had was for with Alan Parson project. He produced my Christmas single, my grown up Christmas list. Yes, that did really well. My goodness. Yeah, and that was so beautiful because again, my music uh, director Tom Brooks has been we've been friends for thirty years, mm -hmm. and after thirty years. We woke up a morning. I said, "Why we don't do a duet?" And Michael and, and I'm gonna ask Alan if he he want to produce an opera singer for these things. And I was the first opera singer produced by Alan Parson because he's a right? rock, rock. I mean, he's a rock and roll guy. He produced yeah. the Dark Side of the Moon, other rock project. Nothing ever to do with the opera singer. <laughs> Again, sometimes we need to cross over the normal uh, cliche. There's no cliche for me. There's like uh, we are all the same. I think that's a perspective we all need too. I mean, the way you framed it up is just so beautiful to be able just to treat everyone the same. There are no VIPs. Yep. Um, just drop the guard, uh, human to human. I think that's, that's a wonderful perspective, Jonathan. And it, it, it comes through in your collaborations. I know I'm planning uh, a lot of concerts with uh, Tyler, Michael Smith and uh, Sal Valentinetti. Okay. Uh, great collaboration, Italian American, uh, golden buzz from Heidi Klune uh in uh, agt i think like eight years ago yeah this guy is a dynamite sal valentinetti correct I'm pronouncing yes it right? exactly exactly so uh on instagram sal the voice i'm, I'm just picking up your instagram you guys are yeah. working on something really fun what a yeah. voice yeah next friday we're gonna go live with my way uh this is another crazy collaboration so i grew up i told you with luciano pavarotti yeah um, and uh, Luciano and Frank Sinatra was a very hard duet. I mean, we're talking Luciano Pavarotti is the most big, huge, powerful yeah. voice on the planet. Right. Duet with a small Frank Sinatra, crooner, a jazz singer. And Sal, he has a big voice. I mean, my voice is powerful and big, but Sal is something can, you know, we... For the first time, I, I'm challenging myself with uh, some uh, abyss. Oh, my gosh. So I called Sal. I said, listen, Sal, take it or leave it. I mean, Instagram uh, messaging. I say, <laughs> I want to redo this uh, duet with you because nobody ever done again, ever again. And he say, okay, I'm coming to Nashville. So he, came, he flew to Nashville. We recorded. We did the video. And next week, it will be out. And God willing, we're going to be live uh, soon on tour, mm. uh, 2024. And I'm very excited. We have an amazing show. I'm enjoying wow. the ride. 
and I'm going to introduce our project to all of you soon. I can't wait. Looking at the two of you, though, uh, I'm making a judgment. Sal seems like such a great guy, a really yes. a good guy. And you two seem really similar in how you come at things. And yeah. you guys got to have some great chemistry, don't you? Yes, Sal is an amazing guy. Yeah, we love uh, we love the most three important things in life, music, food, and friendship. There you go. Okay. Well, we're gonna check all we're gonna check that out. Okay, Jonathan, clearly you've done a lot, you have a lot coming up. What is the best way to follow you and stay in touch with all the cool things that you are up to? Okay, uh for sure my website, jonathanchief.com. Uh so there are all the dates, all the release, all the stuff. Social media, I'm Instagram is um, I post uh, 10% of my work because I don't have physically the time to Right. You know, to to tell how many time uh, I go to the bathroom, like many people does, uh, but for sure that is the best way. And again, if um, I like when I do this podcast, I know through you I'm gonna meet someone bigger, and uh, it's always like um, a destiny pro, a destiny program in my life. Something something good gonna happen. This is why I never say no to no one. Because for all my life, I received a lot of no. And I want to be a yes man somehow to, to be available to the public. Because uh, this is what I decided to do. I want to be a public figure. I need to act as one. So, Jonathan, your, your approach is to uh, invite people over for dinner and to uh, have dinner and then talk about collaborations. And so here we go. If I come down to Nashville, if I come over to your place for dinner, I'm inviting myself. What are you going to make for me? You're an amazing chef. What's on the menu? Okay, I'm going to flip you over with uh, fresh homemade pasta. Oh. And uh, depends if you like fish or meat, you choose it. I'm going to surprise you with homemade fr fresh pasta. Yeah. So with the organic semola flour and the organic eggs. Oh. And uh, I'm going to make you... Actually, I want to ask you when. <laughs> next you know time you're what? in Nashville, next time you're in Nashville, I dare you to call me you and know come what? to my house for dinner or lunch. Okay. You are flipping this on me, and so yes, so I will accept that challenge. I will, and not, and, and I am, or you know, Instagram. You and I are connected, so I'm going to do that, sir. Okay. You know, and again, when I when I reached out to you, um, I've been following you for a while, and the fact that you said yes again, it's really been an honor to have you on here and for you to to say yes. And we've learned a lot from you already. You know, you mentioned Lady Gaga. I'm sure she's a late, she's a listener. Uh, and, I, and I know you are a listener. So you know what's coming next year, Jonathan. What is your I dare you challenge for all of us? That one thing that maybe we should try to do differently to live a better life. What do you think? For sure, we are, we're living in a very uh, chaotic time. I dare everyone to... Many people complaining about failing. But nobody changing the direction of the way they're doing, they going in their life. So let's say if you, I have a routine and that routine never bring me what I desire, I dream on it. I need to change my routine. People want to meet uh, opportunity, but they never leave the house. People want to have uh, better friends, but they never change the toxic friends. So leave your comfort zone and leave by uh, by uh, what you feel in your gut. You know what I mean? Get out from your comfort zone. This is what I'm doing myself. 
And always I've been blessed by this because we need to follow the wind. I believe a lot in, uh, in God, not in a religion, in a God. But if I don't trust him and uh, everything he put in my heart, I try to to be faithful and do something about it. get out from your comfort zone. This might dare, you know, I dare you to get out from your comfort zone and your life is going to change is a promise. Jonathan, that is a perfect I dare you challenge. Thank you for that. I have nothing to add other than thank you for being part of the podcast. You know, the fact that you are such a, a fantastic opera singer and your, your approach toward music is so refreshing and how we can live a better life. And you brought it on this interview. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Thanks, John. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. Hope you enjoyed getting to know Jonathan. What an interesting background. Humble guy. So talented. And I love his, his perspective on being successful and not being able to be found on Google. Doing things for the right reasons. And I think for many of you, that really resonates. And we'll see. We'll see when that collaboration with Lady Gaga happens. When it does, I guarantee you, I'm going to try to get in the studio and play the tambourines or something. I just think that's so cool. So now, what will you do with this interview? What's the one thing that you're going to take and put into practice in your life? For me, I, I love his philosophy on being a Lamborghini. A lot of Hondas out there, but when you can focus on being something different and for the right reasons, you will stand out. And I also like how he is speaking Lady Gaga collaboration into the universe. I, I got a feeling she's going to hear this episode, and you just never know. So what is that big goal? That big goal that you maybe have never told anyone else, but it's time to speak that to someone else or speak that into the universe and just see what happens. So now that you listen to the episode, who will you share this with? Loved ones, someone important in your life. Take that next step, share with them. Also, subscribe to the podcast so that you do not miss an episode. And also follow us on Instagram at IDareYouPod. There you'll find great content, including video snippets of all of our interviews, including this one with Jonathan. Thanks for listening to episode 109, everyone. And in the background, you are now hearing Jonathan Chiliafaro, a selection from Romantico. And uh, check that out on Spotify and on iTunes, wherever you find your favorite music. And thanks for listening. You have a lot of choice in digital content, and you're here. So get ready for episode 110 next week. Another great interview. And I cannot wait to share that with you. And I'll see you back here next week. I'll meet you there. <laughs>